The Pacific Morning Show is a podcast that serves to inspire your day. With hand-picked quotes, deep and meaningful conversations, and exciting guests, we strive to provide a space where Pacifica discussions can be had on Pacifica issues with our Pacifica people. On today's episode, we spoke with Mikhail Mulipola, proudly from Mangere and an extremely talented comic book artist, professional wrestler, and all-around amazing creative. We discussed Mikhail's inspirations in pursuing his art, his advice for people wanting to follow in his footsteps, as well as how he became a storyboard artist for Disney. Disney? Like US mega corporation Mulan Moana Disney? Yes, sir. That's so cool. Sweet. Sit back, relax, and enjoy. Good, Good morning. morning. And if you're a night owl like me, it's okay. We totally get it. Good morning to you too. Good morning, good morning, Talfalaba, and a warm Pacific greetings to you all. Ah, it is pretty warm this morning. Must be uh, because it's spring, I believe. Is it? Oh, it is cool. spring. Yes, that it is awesome. spring. Um, and we hope, uh, I think this, during springtime, it's like generally the time that we... Uh, out with the old and with the new, right? Yeah. Something like that. Yep. But um, it's been a great morning. How's your morning been? Um, today was actually good. Surprisingly, I woke up at like 6.30am. Yeah. Yep. It's rare for me to get up at 6.30am and I'm still energised. I think it might be the coffee I had or something. Yeah. Usually coffee makes me still sleepy, but you it was energised too. It's so weird, right? Usually I'm here like, I'm tired. <laughs> Did you take my phone by any chance? Because I feel really deflated. <laughs> No, and I'm feeling good too. Um, I'm, I'm not liking that it's getting warm. Yeah, I, yeah. I really like the cold because I like to to cuddle up. But don't yeah. say that too loud because Hannah yeah. likes <laughs> the warm weather. <laughs> I hate winter, and then when summer comes, oh, it's freaking too hot, man. Honestly, <laughs> yeah. can never be satisfied. I know. But this morning we do have an awesome guest uh, on our show today. But um, Hannah, would you do the honors to introduce our special guest? Of for course. Today? Today on our, on our show, we're super excited to have Mikal, who is um, a professional illustrator for Walt Disney. Like what? That is like so awesome. Uh, he is a comic book artist at Boom Studios, which uh, worked on the comics uh, Power Rangers, and also um, you did some WWE um, playing our uh, comics as well, eh? Um, also, the most important part, he was born and raised in Mangri. Let me just let me just say I don't know where Mangri is, but I was born and raised in Mangri. Sorry, sorry to be PC, but yes, Mangere, Mangere, the correct Maori term. But thank you so much, Mikael, for coming onto the show and putting me on the spot there. But very fitting with the T-shirt he is wearing is wow, that's so colonizer. As he corrects me on my tereo, so. So that's awesome. But thank you so much for coming on. How are you today? How's your morning been? It's been pretty good. I just woke up and drove over here. Uh, <laughs> the, 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 I guess the joy of being in South Auckland and, and uh, Māngere was like, ah, oh, it's close by. I didn't have to get up until 10.30. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, it's been good. It's been chill. Yeah, yeah. So thanks for having me here. No, that's that's the best day when you know there's a meeting close by. Like yeah. you don't got to drive to the city or out west or anything. But great to have you on. Mm, and, uh, um, I'm looking forward to yeah. this because Walt Disney... And Power Rangers, because I grew up on Power Rangers. True. Uh, yeah, I yeah. grew up on Power Rangers, like real old school. And, yeah, and yeah. it was actually banned at school at one time. Yeah. Why? Oh. 
Yeah, underage. Yeah, it was banned um, across New Zealand because um, we used to actually... Uh, yeah, pretend that you, we pretend were Power Rangers, we were Power Rangers at school. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> get Flying kicks and... Yeah. Yep. That's and so cool. yeah, well, that's those are the days we didn't have uh, cell phones and we use our ima- imagination. So yeah. obviously, uh, you can see uh, the results of that. He's <laughs> an artist for Walt Disney, an animation yeah. um, person. So that's pretty awesome. But we, you know, if you watch the show Pacific Mornings, uh, you know, when we play it on air, we do start off with a positive quote. I mean, it's just to get uh, you through your day, and it's um, our auto- alternative. Alternative to coffee, sorry. Um, but my quote this morning, I thought I'd be clever like everyone else and <laughs> match it to our guests. It's a virtual one, which um, is virtual reality was once the dream of a science fiction. But the internet was also once a dream. And so were computers and smartphones. Mm. And I think for me, I was just kind of like, you know, growing up, you know, all of these things that we kind of, you know, was that was once a dream, now reality. And, mm. you know, I think a lot of this, um, we've witnessed it unfold before our eyes. And really, to me, this quote says, um, your dream will one day become reality. Mm. That's pretty, for me, yeah. Yeah. anyways. Yeah. I'm, I'm of that s- similar age where I grew up analog and yep. then around the teenage years when I mean, the digital age kind of came into fruition. So it's... Yep. Uh, like like most things, right? Moderation. I get the best of both worlds. Yeah. Um, mm. And seeing kids nowadays growing up in a fully digital world, such a such a strange um, mm. thing to witness, and and you could kind of see the effects of that. Yeah. And mm. so it's it's one of those things where it's like you gotta you gotta involve the analog in mm. your in your life mm. as well to find that balance to offset the digital harm. So, yeah. yeah, it's interesting just to see all of those dreams and yeah. the science fiction, uh, you know, kind of tropes become reality. I know, because, right. I mean, that's what you would watch on TV. Like, I yeah. mean, Power Rangers. Yeah. Like, you know, all, you know, all of the powers that they have. Like, you know, now you've got the watch, you know, mm. that can read your steps. Oh, the Apple Watch? <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah, you know what I mean? And, like, and it's, it's kind of, like, similar to what we kind of watched when we were growing up and, you know, um, and a somewhat kind of oh, like a different type of power, but still it That's reads. So you know, you know what I mean. Like it, it takes the you know whatever it is, the temperature of your body, and yeah. it reads all of that. Even the concept of like talking into your, exactly. the watch yeah. was like a thing because back then mm. that was like, ah, oh, that's impossible. Yeah, no one will be able to make a watch and like I mean, that. Like, power Rangers, like you know, that's 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 what it was. Eh? Yeah, it was like um, you know. Power Rangers, are you? I can't remember the lines because it's ages ago, but you know, yeah. it was banned at school. So, yeah, that's my quote this morning was pretty much everything that we saw yeah. on TV has now unfolded to a dream mm. now becoming reality. Yeah. No, I, I really like that because mm-hmm. um, a lot of times we think things are impossible, but no, they're just around the corner. If anything, there might be things that are already developed mm. right now, which we think holy crap, that would never exist. Yeah. Yeah. But it probably exists right now or is in mm. development stage yeah. somewhere in the world. And I was just thinking about that. I was thinking like, what things am I dreaming of now that like don't, <laughs> will never exist? And then I remember that I have seen it. Like uh, jetpacks. Oh, I, didn't, yeah. Yeah, I thought those were impossible, but no, yeah. they exist. Yeah. Uh, flying cars. Like they haven't gotten to the level of like Star yeah. Wars or anything, but they're, they're getting there. Yeah. Mm. Hoverboards, everything. Mm. No, so it really puts into perspective the lengths that the human mind can go to yeah. to, to make things a reality. For sure. 
awesome. I want to go into my quote now. So this one here was from a from a game that I played when I was younger um, by Solid Snake from Metal Gear Solid. <laughs> and it reads, a strong man doesn't need to read the future. He makes his own. Metal Gear Solid 1. So it's basically like... Um, that's basically what it is. Hideo Kojima, like the Metal Gear Solid series, there's mm. so much philosophy revolved yeah. around you know, wartime and conflict and whatnot. And funny enough, if you take, take out my smartwatch, Nice. Oh. <laughs> I got the Solid Snake uh, codec. Oh, wow. Yeah, so oh, my oh. gosh. That's so cool. <laughs> um, Where'd yeah. you get it from? <laughs> oh, it's just one of the smartwatch faces. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, mm. yeah no, I, loved, I played Metal Gear Solid yeah. one, like, so much, you know. A high D? What's a Russian friendship <laughs> doing here? Um, I'm so good. <laughs> um, yeah. You know, dun, 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 dun. Um, dun, dun, dun. Yeah, so... Uh, yeah, no, that's definitely one of those, you know, it was, it was like, you know, the game was so much deeper, as I said, there were so many philosophical uh, yep. musings about war and, and conflict and, and mm. what it is to be, um, you know, um, and Hideo Kojima is always great in terms of that stuff, so, yeah, no, that's, that's a good, that's a yeah, good one. For <laughs> sure. Yeah, for sure, and, um, yeah, that was said by Solid Snake, and basically he was just trying to say he had no, um, help during that time that during that certain part of the game and instead of um trying to there were oh there was this guy i forgot his name but what he was trying to say is that you need to go out of your way and make your own stuff happen and then you have a, you go into a boss fight straight off the bat <laughs> <laughs> yeah. was it, uh, i'm trying to think which boss fight that was, it. was that it? flying dude psychomancers Yes. Yeah. 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 Where, where in order to defeat Psychomancers, you plug your controller into the two-player port. Right. Right. Because uh, if you were using the one-player port, Psychomancers would be able to predict what you're. Yes. What you're doing. So it was relevant yeah. to the boss that you yeah. were fighting. Because he's psychic. And yeah, so, yeah. so if you plug your controller into the two-player port, he does. He's like. <laughs> yeah. 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 Exactly. Yeah, so, yeah. so that's exactly why he said it because yeah. he was like literally speaking to you like um, a scientist, us, uh, not a scientist, us. A psychic. psychic, psychic. So yeah, man, I I, I never played the snake, uh, the solid snake games, but I had heard that there was a whole bunch of like fun mechanics yeah. that they added to mm -hmm. it. Um, yeah. So yeah, so yeah, the psychomancer's yeah. fight. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, guys, yeah. make your own future. That make your own future. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm sitting here going. <laughs> Obviously, you yeah. know, I was <laughs> playing outside in a pile of grass. Yeah. <laughs> And then, like you know, like uh, in the same vein, you have the Terminator, yeah. uh, Kyle Reese, no fate, right? When you know, the, you, no fate except that which you make. Mm -hmm. Like that's mm -hmm. um, so you know, very much the same thing where you create your own future. Yeah. You know, and, um, yeah, and I, I fully, I fully believe in that kind yep. of thing where you know, mm. um, yeah, you make your own future. Yeah, mm. it's like that quote from the same quote from Titanic, when that guy goes, oh, "A good man makes his own um, luck." When they're on the ship, sorry. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> it's like one of those quotes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Just yeah. trying to tie it in. Yeah. Um, for my quote, I've also chosen one from a game. And this is one that's kind of shaped my childhood. It's like one of my favorite games. It's a recent game, Dragon Age 2. Um, we stand on the precipice of change. The world fears the inevitable plummet into the abyss. Watch for that moment. And when it comes, do not hesitate to leap. For it is when we fall, we learn whether we can fly. Which is stealing the, the <laughs> philosophy from that character. Yeah. But like, and that quote just serves to, um, 
to say that there's a lot of wisdom that you can get from video games. And mm-hmm. like as a child, if you were immersed in them, you can learn a lot, which yeah. a lot of parents don't understand. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they just think, oh, yeah. stop playing your... Like, so what's, yeah. the, what's the philosophy behind Fortnite? <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> Nothing, everything yeah. just looks cool. Yeah, you can be whatever you want yeah. to be. Oh, yeah, there's floss. one. <laughs> yeah. How to floss is like, yeah, too busy flossing in the How game, but <laughs> not flossing in uh, the teeth. Eh? Oh, <laughs> yeah. he's um. not talking about you t- um, Twitch streamers at all. <laughs> not about you guys. Um. Yeah, yeah. Um, I guess, uh, well, yeah, so I've got tons of quotes, uh, mm. personal quotes, but uh, I guess I'll, I'll start, usually I use this at the end, but I'll start it to get, kick off the, uh, the show, but my personal mantra for success is do the work and don't be a dick. Yep. Um, I like that. Mm. It's as simple as that. Mm. Um, you have to be extremely talented to be an absolute prick and still <laughs> get work. Because people would rather work with someone that c- they can deal with, they can trust, yeah. and does good enough work mm. than having to deal with what the personal dramas of a diva mm. and stuff mm. like that. So for me, in my experience, is doing the work and not being a dick, treating mm. people right, mm. um, is is really how you succeed. Mm. Uh, and it's amazing how many people don't even take that second part into consideration. Mm. Yeah, um, mm. You see it all the time, and I'm just like, man, why? Like, you don't have to, you don't have to treat people like that, you know? Yeah. Just, you know, just do your thing, really. You have to be extremely, like, extremely, extremely talented for people yeah. to actually work for you if you treat people like crap. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. But, like, more often than not, people will rather hire someone they can trust, someone they mm. can rely on, <coughs> someone that's not going to cause any dramas and mm. does good work. Mm. You know, you don't have to be the best. You just have to be good enough and, you know, yeah. be, mm. be easy to deal with. So, yeah. you know, that's that's kind of been my experience. No, that's good. Yeah. That I makes think, total sense. Yeah, yeah. it does. I, I, I love that quote because I know that I would rather work with someone who is, you know, because you can just, they, they address things differently and they understand, but as opposed to someone who's at the top of their game and just honestly, I can just, I can kind of sense that though, like sometimes, you know, that I just already know I can't this person mm. you know and, and it's funny too because there'll be people who don't even do the, do the work but act like a dick you're yeah. just like yeah <laughs> even they're good like, yeah. yeah how are you, mm. how are you acting like this <laughs> like, yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Gen- generally you can get a lot done um especially when you're treating people what you know yeah. properly like mm. yeah there's no like addressing certain things the right way you know you can get a lot done and that person kind of will always go out of their way to kind of be like, you know, actually, they were really cool, you know, and what's another five minutes yeah. um, and not get paid for it, you know? What's another, you know? And people go out of their way to just really, like, either one, produce or go above and beyond for whatever they're, they're doing for yeah. their work. And then more often than not, th- those same people will come back to you. Yeah. Mm. They'll, they'll continue to work with yeah. you. You'll have longevity yeah. you know, uh, in, 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 in your work because they're mm. like, hey, Let's get that guy because he was yeah. so cool last time, mm. and so it's it's yeah. There's there's a mm. there's a domino effect to yeah, the way nah. you treat people for so. sure. For sure, mm. it's like well, I'm sorry, I'm like because it's just like when when you um when you're buying something, right? If you're if someone, uh, you know, the customer service, if the person you go to is extremely nice and you know you cannot afford that product, one hundred percent. If they're great, I'm like. 
I'm sold. Not even because of the product and I know that I can't afford it, but because you mm. were amazing. It's just wonderful, smiley, bubbly. And, you know, I'm like, okay, I'll just swipe the card. <laughs> and I, know I can't afford it. But I will always go back to that shop based on my experience on how mm. they treated me. Yeah. yeah. I used to do the same. I, when I worked at Sal's, yep. like, if people were nice to me, I'd just give them free slices. Yeah. Like, <laughs> just, just be a generally nice person yeah. and then you'll get rewarded for it. Yeah. yeah. Longevity. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty awesome. Yeah. Well, um, we've all shared some pretty amazing, uh, powerful quotes. I'm not going to try and do the virtual things. I was going to go like... <laughs> Yeah, nah. <laughs> I'm not a gamer. You can obviously tell that I am the typical mom who always says, get off your game. But I do um, know where you're coming from with that, um, Ryan, because my kids, my girls, now that I think of it, they actually play these virtual games together. Like, mm. you know, And I just thought, you know, what a waste of time. Get outside, play on the trampoline. But I sit there, and the way that these three my nephew, my niece, and my daughter coordinate through three different devices playing the one game. That's pretty clever. Because mm. yeah. I would not be able to do that. Mm. I'm not too sure. But they're all, they're, they're all sitting around each other. They're communicating yeah. through, you know, through a game, but also kind of like, you know, so yeah, no, nah, I, I think we do kind of, yeah. it's just about balance. Mm. Um, yeah. I think that's mm. what we need to understand. Mm. But, well, guys, good morning. Good that's, morning. <laughs> we're going to get into um, a, a quick, quick. Blue Wave Ngalumwana is a digital solutions company designed to fulfill your digital needs. From photography to videography, event live streaming, website design and creation, and marketing, Blue Wave will provide a solution that best fits you. With over 10 years' experience in the digital solutions field, we strive to help you succeed in whatever venture you pursue with your business, community, or organization. We are heavily involved in the Pacifica business space, and with the full Pacifica team, we have the cultural competency to meet you halfway and walk the rest of the journey together. Blue Wave Ngalumuana, live and breathe Pacific. Good morning and welcome back to our Pacific Morning Show. Just a reminder, happy Fijian Language Week. Yes. It is yes. Fijian all Language Week today. So uh, I'm going to put you guys all on the spot and uh, you're going to give us one Fijian word for everyone for the day. We'll start off with you, Ryan. Uh, I think Taledi is talent. Oh. Nice. Yeah. Taledi. So Taledi? Taledi. Taledi, talent. In Fijian, I'm gonna do a uh, pulavinaka. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> we all know what that means. Let's go bear. Uh, I think um, this one's well, pretty sounds salmon, but bisi nisi. Ah, yes. Oh, cool. You got uh, one for us, Mikael? Rokothoko, uh, <laughs> really fast uh, rugby player. <laughs> um, oh, yeah, that was yeah. added to the dictionary. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yeah. Fast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <A> flash. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nah, that's awesome. Thank you so much, guys, for um, sharing those. So if you're in Auckland or anywhere around New Zealand, um, feel free to use any of the phrases that we 
um, just shared with you today to celebrate um, Fijian Language Week. Shout out to all the Fijians. Um, we'll give you this week, just this week, though. <laughs> <laughs> the rest of the year. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. But today we have the amazing Mikhail, who is a professional illustrator, currently working for uh, Walt Disney with us joining our podcast. And we're mm. so excited to have you. And uh, we just wanted to ask you a few questions because... Um, you're in a position right now. I know there's a lot of uh, young South Auckland creatives mm. who really want to get into that space. But, you know, when they hear me working for Disney, not you, like them, if they were ever to think like that, it'll, be, it'll sound out of reach for them. Mm. So um, first question that I wanted to ask was, um, what started your passion? Well, um, yeah, mm. so I... I Loved drawing and comics since before I started school, actually. Um, and <clears throat> I was about three or four. And toddlers around the age, right? Everybody draws. Mm. It's just an inherent thing every everybody does. And then they kind of grow out of it. Right. Um, but when I was around three, four years old, I came across my uncle's uh, comic book collection. His, his, uh, and as soon as I opened the page of that comic, I was just blown away. It was uh, like my... It really fueled my imagination. I was like, oh, my God, this is awesome. Right. It's the coolest thing I've ever seen. This is what I want to draw. And so it was very much just comics uh, mm. at that you know, that uh, integral stage of my development is what fueled my passion. What was the first comic? I can't even remember what the comic was. <clears throat> uh, I do remember some of the comics he had. There was like Rom the Space Knight. Mm -hmm. There was a whole bunch of 2000 ADs and stuff mm. like that. So Judge Dredd. You know, X-Men, you know, mm. uh, a whole bunch of Marvel stuff. So, yep. yeah, it was just, I just fell in love with comics in general. Just, I think, just the bright colours and the bold right. characters really kind of mm. sparked mm. my imagination. And I was just like, this is all I could think of. And so when I actually, funnily enough, when I started school, I actually threw myself into learning how to read as quickly as possible. So cool. I could read the comics at ah, home. I, 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 I was only going by the pictures, right? Like yeah. the pictures, and then I couldn't read. So, um, so my love of, Comics fostered my love of reading, which also turned into my love of reading in general. Mm. So, um, so, yeah, so like at a young age, I was always reading a, a, a above my age level. I was reading, you know, novels and science fiction, fantasy. Wow. Yep. Uh, I loved uh, myths and legends and dinosaurs and archaeology. So I was mm. like very much reading a lot of that stuff, and um, and that's why like I'm a I'm a proud Duffy Books and Ho Holmes role model oh. mm. uh, because of my, my my love of reading, but also mm. my story, like you know, comics and stuff. And I love school journals. Yeah. Uh, as well, you know, and man, and can I've never forget the school journals. Yeah. Yeah. He's written school journals, I've though. The specific ones. Yeah, I've yeah, illustrated yeah, school journals. Them, yeah. so, so every school in, in Aotearoa has yeah. my artwork in their oh. system. Um, <laughs> so when I do school in. visits, I'll yeah. be like, yo, kids, check out the stuff I illustrate. And they're like, I've read that. Like, it's yeah. cool. I've illustrated that. <laughs> 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 and so there's, there's a deeper connection to those kids. Yeah. And then once they realize, like, I'm not, not necessarily I'm a stranger, it's mm. just like, hey, we know his work. Yeah. Yeah. And, then they, and then they kind of become uh, energized from that yeah. because it's, it's not a, there's no disconnect. They're yeah. like, yeah. wait, we actually have a connection with them before we knew mm. who he was. Right. So, um, so that's one of the things I love about what I do. But yeah, it just, it just really started with comics. And growing up, I, that's all I ever wanted to do was mm. draw comics. Mm. And, uh, and I, I don't know if that was a possibility, if there was anything, but that was just all I ever had. Uh, and so having kind of the anchoring point throughout my throughout growing up kind of had gave me some kind of focus or something to work towards mm. um, regardless of whether I knew it was possible or not 
And you know, I was very fortunate in that way because I know a lot of people are still trying to figure out yeah. what they want to do mm. and who they want to be. Mm. But like, I just had that thing, you know. Mm. And so anyone that anyone that I've known for, since I was a kid, like, knows like this is the stuff I've always wanted to do. It's right. not like this, this uh, you know, jumping on the bandwagon. It's right. like that's True. that's Mikhail's yeah. thing. Like that's yeah. what he's always talked about. Yeah, what he's always done. Um, and so, yeah, so I kind of ended up utilizing my Samoan stubbornness for, for good in that way. <laughs> I was like, I don't want to do anything else. Yeah. <laughs> so um, mm. Yeah. And so, yeah, I just kind of managed to do it, really. It's, it's, it's yeah. really hard to put into words, like, how I made that happen. I just know there was a lot of, a lot of backing myself, a lot of uh, high risk, high reward yeah. uh, aspects into following this, this path and, somehow you know the gamble paid off yeah and it's it's kicked off and you're doing so well now like you're working for walt disney so i am going to bring that up all the time but um (laughs) you literally unlocked a memory in my brain because i I used to go to southern cross just in maile and um the school journals yeah and like i've read so many i used to steal and take some home sorry southern cross (laughs) Um, respect to you guys, but I loved reading them. I loved their sh- illustrations, especially when they started. Um, I started seeing brown faces yeah. mm. in the because there was a time when I was like year one to year four. There were no. Yeah. It was yeah. all like Balangi kids, and then it started going brown. And I was like, oh, this is mean. <laughs> I'm gonna take this one home. <laughs> I'm gonna show my parents. But um, also the other thing I wanted to say was um, the respect you get from being such a good drawer. In like mm. primary and intermediate, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I um, the cool kid. Yeah, it was he, the cool kid. <laughs> Everyone was like, "Oh, yeah." <laughs> it's like, "Hey, we're doing this. Uh, we're doing like something creative." And they're like, "Oh, let's go. Let's go team up with her." Yeah, yeah. 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 That was so the only time I was cool. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Um, I was to be honest. I wasn't the cool kid. In, yeah, in, yeah. In primary school, because again, being into comics, being into reading, and all that stuff was not what the cool kids were into. Mm. You know, I used to I used to sit in the playground watching other kids play kiss and catch. You know, yeah. Which is a very problematic game. Very <laughs> when you, you know, we need a discussion think, about yeah. that. But, but like I never got to, like luckily for me I never got to play a game yeah. of that yeah. because I wasn't cool enough. But um but yeah it was the stuff like that like you know it wasn't it wasn't easy. Yeah. You know, it wasn't it wasn't popular then, you know, like it is now where comics mm. is a cool thing and the geek culture is, is mm. Pop culture is, is, you know, is general culture now, mm. so yeah. So it wasn't it wasn't an easy road. And funny enough, speaking of school <coughs> journals, the last school journal I did was an autobiographical comic uh, you know, about my life and my mm. love of comics and stuff. And it's only in Samoan and Tongan languages, so mm. it's uh, it's in the bilingual units all around the country. Mm. Um, so yeah, so I had to kind of relive some of those moments when I was drawing that story and. One of the most traumatic ones wasn't necessarily the, the schoolyard bullying. It was the fact that I had to draw my many hairstyles uh, that oh, I had over true. the years. I'm like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> my bald head is like sitting there drawing. I'm like, oh, man, I had to draw myself with hair. Like, I remember those days. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, it, was just like, it was so traumatic. Just yeah. to kind of have to relive those days of having hair on my head. Um, <laughs> But yeah, it was, it was kind of cool to be able to have the opportunity to kind yeah. of inspire someone and Tongan kids, mm. you know, and, and, and let them know it's, it's you know, you can do cool things like yeah. this. And, mm. you know, and, and I, I, I highlight that I'm from Maangere. Like, I actually, I actually, draw, I actually drew the Maangere Town Centre. Oh, cool. Uh, Centre Court. And uh, also uh, drew uh, me eating hot chips at Jolly Goods. Uh, uh, yeah. Because it's like, Have if to. you know... You yeah, know. <laughs> a hot spot. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, you know, again, like, you know, despite... Everything I do, I'm still very much true to who mm. I am and where I'm from. Like my is, yeah. Um, I, ca- I carry that wherever I go, yeah. you know. And I'm always like, you know, 
often joking like, how can you tell someone's from Maori there? And it's mm. like you you don't. They'll tell you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Honestly, um, we can just sense like that energy. Like you still keep true to your roots, yeah. and um, you're very humble. And approachable as yeah. well, like, especially at the stage that you're at now. I don't know what you're talking about. The cool kids at my school were the drawers. Yeah. yeah. Like, well, yeah. That's, yeah. <laughs> again, times change. I'm old. Yeah, old true. Today. I used uh, to, like, steal my, because my sister was the artist and she used to draw, like, she was really good at, like, 16. She could draw, like, Final Fantasy characters. Mm. And I used to take them and I was like, this is mine. <laughs> and they're like, draw it again then? And I was like, nah, it takes time. I need, like, I need my space. Need and stuff. Like, yeah. And then the other kids would go and then they'd show everyone else. They're like, Hannah drew this. Oh, she did it. And they would, the other kids would come and be like, did you draw this? And I'd be like, of course I did it. <laughs> <laughs> so that's how cool drawing was. But um, it's so great to meet you. And I'm, I've probably read like one of the journals mm, that you've probably, put out there. It depends on how old you are. Yeah. Um, <laughs> mm. The first school journal I did was 2013. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Um, yeah, there's, there's one particular school journal yeah, uh, that's an interview with me about my work, and uh, my face is plastered all over that because I'm pulling funny faces and drawing it, mm. and just so the kids can kind of understand, mm. you can use your own face as reference. And so sometimes schools, the kids recognize me from that school journal. Yeah, but like, hey, it's the guy from the school journal. <laughs> I'm like, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> um, but one of the other school journals that I was very honored to have worked on was one called Once a Panther, and it was mm. about the Polynesian panthers mm. and the Dawn Raids movement. And um, what was great about that was that it was illustrated by me and it was also written by Victor Roger, a mm. Samoan playwright. And so you had the Samoan writer and the Samoan illustrator telling this very uniquely Aotearoa Pacifica story mm. Mm. in terms of Dawn Raids and Polynesian Panthers. And a few years ago, as you kind of mentioned, like that story would have probably been told by white people. Mm. Um, so to be in a position to be able to tell that story and have that available in schools all around the country, like that's that's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, and I'm so happy that the school journals are broaching that kind of subject. Yeah. Mm. Because it's like, it's not particularly a great moment in New Zealand history. Yep. But you need to learn mm. about mm. the past in order to not repeat the mistakes in the future. Yeah. So just having that that position and, and having that opportunity to tell that story is, is definitely one of my favorite school journal stories that yeah. I've worked on. That's, that's not, nah, that's pretty awesome. What would your advice be to, um, you know, younger kids who are wanting to get into your industry? It's, yeah, it's, it's really, it's really hard because like everything else, you know, it's not even just, just for arts. It's Can just I just add one more thing? Sorry. Yeah. From a Pacific lens. Um, so brown tinted glasses. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, it's I don't know it's, it's just a general thing. It's yeah. Unfortunately, there's no shortcuts. There's no magic trick. Mm. You just got to put in the work. It's a lot of work. It's a lot of effort. It's a lot of grinding. Um, but like, if it's something you're absolutely passionate about, so if it's something that makes you feel alive, mm. that you absolutely love to do, you owe it to yourself to give it your best shot to put in the work, to see where it takes you. Because, mm. like, again, my journey was full of uncertainty. Mm. Like, is this a thing? Mm. Yeah. I had to make it a thing. Mm. Like, that's, like, you know, so I was just like, I don't know if I can make this work, but I'm just going to give it a go. Right. Like, I'm going to put in the work and really try and make something out of it. And in doing so, I've created my own opportunities mm. in the in industry that is 
there is barely any Pacifica representation. Mm. Mm. Like you Google Samoan comic artists. Yeah. It's just me yeah. that pops up. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so it's it's it, it, yeah. There's, uh, there's no shortcuts. There's, mm. It's it's just rise and grind. It's it's just putting in the time and and the effort mm. into your craft, into mm. what you're passionate about, um, and in doing so, <clears throat> not being afraid to make mistakes. Mm. You know, a lot of a lot of people are so afraid of stuffing up. Uh, and making mistakes because in their mind they want to be perfect mm. and it's like perfection <laughs> that's 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 just an impossibility yeah you know because the only way you learn is by failing mm-hmm. and i like through doing all of the stuff that i've done over the years i've realized that it's okay to make mistakes. Mm. The reason why I'm such a success now is because I've been a failure thousands and thousands of times over because I've looked at each failure I've had as another opportunity to learn. Mm. It's, a, it's an obstacle. It's a, it's a road bump. It's not a dead end. Mm. And so for me, it's like, okay, if I – and that's why I've kind of been able to do all of this stuff because when I take risks in my career, it's a matter of, okay – most people will say, if, <clears throat> if I had to do this, what's the worst that could happen? Mm. Yeah. I realized my outlook was, what's the best that could happen? Right. Yeah. Because if I take this risk and it pays off, I get to do all of this cool mm. stuff. Yeah. If I take the risk and it doesn't pay off, I've at least learned something. Yeah. Mm. So even in taking the risk and failing, I'm still a step or two ahead of where I was before. Yeah. So either way, you progress, whether through success or through failure. The only way you stay stagnant is by staying where you are, staying put, not taking the risks, not putting the effort, not not failing. Mm-hmm. Um, they say what they say, failing upwards mm-hmm. is what they call it. Mm-hmm. So, um, so that's how I've approached things, and I try and instill that in the kids when I visit them. I'm like, do not be afraid to make mistakes. Mm. Mistakes is how mistakes are how we learn. Yeah, you know, nobody is born perfect. Mm-hmm. You know, we give something a go, we fail at it, we go okay. That didn't work out. How can I fix that? How can mm. I be better? Mm. And then that is what drives you to succeed. Yeah, is that constant, um, I guess, leveling up to put it in gaming terms, <laughs> right? You know, <laughs> um, you know. So that's how I've kind of approached it, and that's kind of what I want you know anyone listening to understand that it's okay to mm. stuff up. Yeah, you know, and finishing stuff as well, completing something is also an integral aspect of improving. Mm. You know, finished, not perfect. Mm-hmm. Mm, yeah. Because by completing something, by finishing something, you could step back and take a look at what you've completed mm. and go, okay, I did that well. I didn't do that so well. Mm. So now yeah. you've grown through experience and now you're like, next time you create something, you're like, okay, mm. keep that in mind. Mm. Remember, improve on that. Or, like in the, or, in the, or build off what you did well. Mm. And so finishing something, and I've met so many young artists who are, Stuck in that phase of not finishing anything, yeah, because they are so caught up in the possibilities of what their artwork can be, how it could be perfect, mm. and they don't they're too afraid to stuff it up, mm. yeah. and so it's, they just stay in that purgatory, artistic purgatory of half finished artwork, right, yeah, right. because they don't want to push it to the, to the to the point where they've stuffed it up, they're mm. too afraid to stuff it up, <laughs> so yeah, so it's that kind of um. <laughs> kind of thing I, I reckon uh, I guess uh, that's a very long-winded way of answering that question yeah. but that's kind of how I've discovered you know through this artistic journey of mine because I found uh, as I mentioned earlier 
when I go into siege mode, um, <laughs> is that art is creating art is uh, for me is an active form of meditation. To because to be able to create something, you have to go into your own mind and then pull something out in, you know, from the ethereal into the real world. And so the more you create, the more you delve into your own mind, the more you get to understand yourself, the more you get to understand the process. Wow. And so because I've been drawing for so long over the years, I've, also, I've almost become, I don't know, it's weird. Like, I, I sound like a wise man. I'm just an, <laughs> old, I'm just an old man. You're um, actually so cool. <laughs> he just talks out of his ass. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, that's kind of how I've discovered all of those kind of philosophies about creating and, and failure and stuff is through just creating in general, mm. creating and, and putting it out into the world and really just kind of getting to know myself through mm. that process. Mm. Well, I, I do have wow. a question though, and I know it's going to yeah. probably be a weird one because it's like, I, you know, it's rare to ask something like this, but what has been your favourite failure that set you up for something that's, that's been question. great? Mm. Oh, there's been so many. Um, mm. Well, lately, my yeah. favorite failure is the fact that I didn't get the job at Disney, but they still offered me a job afterwards. But then there's also the failure of the DC Comics uh, milestone initiative of last year, which also turned into DC Comics editors meetings when I was in uh, San Diego. Mm. Um, yeah, like I've got so many. Like, yeah, I did, mm. uh, yeah there's... There's, I've got a lot of stories yeah. about uh, good feeling, uh, yeah, good yeah. feeling. So, um, yeah, um, yeah, those are definitely ones that pop up. I could mm. probably go into more detail. Um, I just don't know if you have enough time. You might have to research. Probably next segment. Next probably segment. next segment. Yeah. Okay, awesome. Yeah. We'll just so wrap this. We'll quickly wrap the segment yeah. up. Um, I feel like we're just beginning. <laughs> yeah, I know. But, um, just like the campuses, we've only <laughs> just begun. We've <laughs> only just begun. Anyways, sorry. No, um, you just spoke so much life into mm. me, um, especially being in a creative space. Yeah. But we will be right back. Good morning, everyone. Thank you for joining. Hey. We'll be right back. Hey, do you know any photographers? Yeah, I do. What's up? There's another ceremony this weekend. I really need one. Blue Wave Galamoana, bro. I need someone who understands the culture, though. Yeah, Blue Wave. They're Pacifica-owned from top to bottom and have everything for your digital needs. True. Do they live stream as well? Bro, they do photography, live stream, videography, even websites. Does your other ceremony need a website? How do I get in contact? Call 0800 121 190 or email accounts at bluewave.co.nz. Don't worry, I'll text it to you though. Blue Wave Ngalumuana. Live and breathe Pacific. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, uh, my favorite failures, right? So, uh, I'll just use the, the re recent ones because those are the ones that had the biggest opportunities to come out of it. So, Last year, uh, I applied for a Disney story artist job. Mm. Uh, that was September last year. And then in November, I applied for the DC Comics Milestone Initiative, mm. which is a program that they were doing for uh, black and uh, minority comic creators mm. to kind of take part in an intensive program and, mm. and create work for DC Comics. So the DC Comics one, I'll start with that one first, because that I took a punt on that because that was only open to US and Canadian residents only. Mm. But I didn't care. <laughs> I was just like, this is an opportunity for me to do some work for DC and get people to see my work. Yeah. Um, and so I kind of thought, my chances are slim. Um, so I applied, I sent in my work, 
And then in January, I got an email saying, hey, we know we got your application. We just wanted to make sure, like it says you're from New Zealand. We wanted to double check that that was the case. And I remember getting the email going, why would they email me for clarification about where I'm based mm. if they weren't interested? Mm. Like if I was them, if I was them, just and yeah, you know, it's like that's an easy excuse. If I don't like their work, an easy excuse yeah. just to write them off. I wouldn't need to come back yeah. to them. So I was like, I feel like that's a good thing. So I, I emailed back. I said, yes, I'm based in New Zealand. And then they pretty much emailed back saying, oh, no, we love your work. But unfortunately, due to your geographical status, we can't proceed forward with your application. But, you know, maybe we'll put you on the books, you know, because we do like your work. And so I was like, oh, awesome. That's a yeah, yeah. close but no cigar. That was all I ever really wanted to achieve, yeah. right, was um, to get them to see my work and hopefully make an impression. And mm. it did. And so... Um, in June, I get an email very much from Disney, same thing, like, hey, we really loved your application, but unfortunately, we went with another story artist, but, you know, we may keep you on, on the books if we find something that, you know, you may be suited for. I'm like, oh, awesome, another yeah. kind of close but no cigar thing, and when I got the email in June, I had been thinking about going to San Diego Comic Con in July, but when I got that Disney email, I was like, I have to go now, like, yeah. these these two emails, yeah. these, you know, Close but no cigar emails mm. like had me going. I need to go over next month and try and make meetings happen, mm. you know. Um, and so I booked all my flights and everything for Comic Con. And because it was June and it was going in July, everything was expensive. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> I spent a lot of money mm. uh, yeah. booking my trip, but luckily I just wrapped up on uh, a documentary series that I illustrated for uh, for Universal Pictures. Mm. So luckily they were paying a lot, so that covered. Like, they covered. Casual, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, um, <laughs> and I'm like, what? So yeah, so they covered my my trip costs, luckily. <laughs> but, um, so so I sent emails to Disney and DC, going, hey, I'm going to be in America, mm. um, you know, for a couple of weeks, you know, if you want, you know, I'd be happy to meet you guys wherever, you know, mm. um, just hoping that if they were really interested in, in my work, they'd make meetings happen because mm. I'm in the country. Yeah, and they emailed back, you know, and they're like, yeah, no, it'll be cool if we can make something happen. But nothing was confirmed. Nothing mm. was scheduled. So I fly over with nothing, <laughs> nothing on the books. Um, and but like, luckily I booked the trip. That like, if nothing happens, I'm still gonna have fun. Mm. I was yeah. going to go to Disneyland. I was going to San Diego Comic Con. I was going to do Evo in Las Vegas. Mm. So regardless, I was going to have fun anyway. Mm. And I'm at Disneyland for the first four days and I'm in America and, and I'm posting all of my photos on socials because people on my socials were like, can you please post as many photos as you can? We want, to live, we want to live vicariously through you. <laughs> so I had literally posted hundreds of photos from Disneyland. And as I'm posting from Disneyland, a guy I know at, at Disney that we follow each other on socials is like, hey, messages me. He's like, hey, dude, are you here in LA? I'm like, yep. He goes, cool. Let me set something up. I've got a couple of people from Disney who wow. want to meet with you. So I was like, yes. awesome. Um, so just being there, like my my gamble of like, okay, put yourself there. Yeah. Mm. And if they really want to, they will get a meeting happens. So, yeah. so in my mind, all I'm trying to do is achieve meetings. And so I was like, awesome. Two days in, into my America trip, I've got a possible Disney meeting set up. So I'm like, I, I have achieved what I wanted to achieve. And... So I hit, after LA, I head down to San Diego for Comic-Con, and I hadn't heard back from DC Comics. Mm. And Comic-Con starts, and Comic-Con's a super crazy time. So, and, uh, and because I had that Disney meeting lined up, I actually 
didn't feel the need to rush around the network like I used to at Comic Cons. Mm. So I actually got to enjoy Comic Con mm. as a spectator. Mm. And then you're like, I was like, oh my God, is this what Comic Con's like? <laughs> yeah. Um, rather than running around, I go, hey, here's my artwork, here's my yeah, business card. And stuff. So I wasn't selling myself um, like I used to. And I kind of resigned to the fact that DC weren't going to get back to me because Comic Con started. It's a crazy time. Mm. They're far too busy. Mm. There's nothing that you know, they're not going to get back to me. So I'm like, cool, I've got Disney. I got one meeting. That's mm. that's all I wanted, at least. It was a meeting. And then on the Friday of Comic-Con, pretty much an hour before the show closes that night, I get an email going, hey, what's your schedule like tomorrow? Wow. We've got a couple of DC Comics <laughs> editors that want to meet with you. Yeah. So I'm like, whatever your schedule is. <laughs> <laughs> My schedule now. <laughs> whenever, wherever. I'll be there. Like that. Um, and so the following day, on the Saturday of Comic-Con, I go to a hotel uh, the, to the side of the, the convention and... I meet with uh, the Batman editor, um, who <sighs> wants to really meet with me. You're really killing me right now. Um, <laughs> yeah. And he liked my work. Um, wow. You know, he was he was like, yeah, no, you got really solid stuff, and I like your work. And he's like, we're, we're booked out for the rest of the year, but maybe sometime next year we might find a short story for you to try out on and uh, and whatnot. So that was that was crazy. Like, you know, that was like a 45 minute meeting mm-hmm. <laughs> and usually like those kind of meetings are like 10 minutes yeah because right. you know, they kind of, got so many people to mm. meet yeah so like i was like oh wow he actually wants to meet with me and and whatnot and the talent relations manager for dc comics like she is amazing tracy she she was the one i was in contact with i was emailing back and forth and mm. uh, she's the one that facilitated these meetings and uh and then later on that night she was like hey there's another editor who has to meet with you come to this bar it's the the DC Comics mixer, uh, and I'm like, are you sure? I don't want to impose. She, no, no, he wants to meet with you. So he took time out of the mixer to come and meet with me for about 15 minutes. Mm. So he looks over my work and stuff, and he likes it too. And he does all of the uh, this editor does like the all ages stuff, so mm. some of the kids' books mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. and He's like, yeah, you know, your work's really solid. I like it. You know, I like how you add all of this stuff. And I'm like, oh, awesome, thanks. So we exchange details, mm. and then you know he goes back to the mixer. I thank him for his time. I go back. And I see Tracy, the talent relations manager. She's like, how was that meeting? It's like, oh, it's pretty good. Like, he likes my work. She goes, that's good news. I go, oh, is it? Because, yeah, he's a harsh critic. If he doesn't like your work, he will tell you. So if he he liked your work, that's a very good thing. Yeah. And I went, oh, awesome. And as I got talking to her, I discovered why she made those meetings happen. So the DC Comics Master Initiative that I applied for, that I got disqualified for because I was from New Zealand, when I emailed her and she was like, hey, do you have any work? And I sent her the work I did for that initiative. She was like, I remembered you. I remembered your work from the initiative because she was part of the initiative. Mm. And she goes, I remember you because Cubit School, which is like the uh, you know, kind of uh, most illustrious comic art school in the world, uh, they were the judges for the art side of the, um, the applications. And she said, I remember you and I remember your work because the Cubit School flagged it in the application mm-hmm. process. They flagged it because they wanted to make an exception for you. Oh. They wanted DC to fly me over for the initiative. Yeah. But mm. DC didn't have the travel budget. Mm. Right. So, mm. yeah, so unfortunately, I wasn't able to be part of the program. Mm. And so when she saw I emailed saying, I'm going to be here in San Diego she was like okay we couldn't make it happen for him then yeah I'm gonna try and make stuff happen for him now mm. so God. that's how my failure turned into opportunities to meet right. with DC Comics editors so that was Comic-Con and I get an email saying hey Disney want to meet with you on Tuesday in LA and Burbank 
And so I'm in San Diego, so I'm like, okay, cool, I need to go back up to LA. So I spent some more money uh, getting accommodation up there and, and sorting stuff out because I didn't want to rush into that meeting. So mm. it's like, it's on Tuesday, I'll go up on Monday. Mm. And so Comic-Con finishes 5 p.m. Sunday. I'm on the 4 a.m. Monday train back up to L.A. Mm. <laughs> just so I can just chill in L.A. for a couple of days, catch up with some mates, and then go into the meeting nice and fresh. And so I go into that meeting, the Disney meeting, not knowing what's happening. I'm just like, cool, I'm just going to network. I've got my portfolio on my iPad. Yeah. Uh, I'm just going to go sell myself like I, did, I used to do at Comic-Con. Mm. I go up to the meeting, and we order our food, and then the guys are like, so do you know what this meeting's about? I'm like, not particularly. Mm. And they're like, well, we've been wanting to work with you since the beginning of this project. Mm. But unfortunately, Disney don't really hire outside of the existing kind of mm. animation industry. So it's been really hard for us to get you inside. inside. Yeah. And when I posted about the the June email from Disney, I said, hey, you know, we want someone else. And I was like, I totally forgot I applied for that. <laughs> like, yeah, I was yeah. so busy. <laughs> I was like, that's right, I forgot I applied for this. The guy I know from Disney saw it and he was like, Disney didn't tell us you applied. Because mm. like if we had known you had applied, we would have been able to get you in through that way. Yeah. And so they said, yeah, so we've been wanting to work with you since the beginning of this project. We have, and, and then I was like, oh, okay, cool. And so, so how would you like to work with us? I'm like, what? They're like, yeah, how, how would you like to work with us? We want to work with you. I'm like, oh, I don't have to show you my artwork. And they're like, no, no, we're fully aware of your work. We got one of your books in our writer's room as inspiration. And mm. I'm just like, what? Oh, yeah, I guess. <laughs> like, I guess I, yeah, no. yeah. It was, I went into that just happy. I was, I was getting a meeting. Mm. I did not expect to walk out of it with a mm. job offer. Mm. And uh, because of the pandemic, you know, work, a lot of the artists and animators are working from home. Mm. So they're like, hey, you know what? We were initially thinking that you might have to spend five to six weeks in L.A., but with the way things are, we reckon you could do it all the way you know, back home in New Zealand. I'm like, that works for me because LA is a bit of a shithole. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I heard. And, um, and so I was like, oh my God, yeah, if, that, if, that, if, that, if we could do that, then awesome. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, so it made the few accommodations for me to be able to work from home yeah. uh, in Miami. Um and my setup's pretty dope anyway, so... Yeah. Um, <laughs> Disney and Mangere. Yeah. 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 So, um, so that's kind of how my failures... Uh, mm. Those are my favourite failures because it, was, it wasn't necessarily failures. It was the fact that I was willing to risk... Yeah. You know, risk it. I was just like, I know I'm not even qualified for this stuff, mm. but stuff it. I'm still going to make my way into this space somehow. Exactly. Uh, and then it just led into <sighs> these opportunities. Gosh. Um, <laughs> yeah. I'm like so I'm inspired right yeah. now. I'm so blown yeah. away. I'm just yeah. like. And, and the, the so my initial contract was five weeks. Mm. And then uh, three weeks into my five week uh, stint, uh, I, I had my first scene approved. Um, and a couple of days later, um, they offered me an extension uh, from five weeks to six months. So nice. at the moment, I'm, I'm working for Disney until February. Uh, mm. That could be even longer. Exactly. Uh, it depends. You know, they extend some more, and then there's other Which avenues. Which goes back to what you your quote earlier. Yeah. You know, like do the work, and they'll keep coming back. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, cause, like that was one of the things. Like, hey, we really love your work. We really love your energy that you bring to the team and stuff. Yeah. I'm like, you know, that's you know, and for me, I was just like, I have five weeks. Try and do good work. Mm. Try and learn as much as you can because yeah. this wasn't yeah. my industry. 
animation is in my industry. What's your, oh. Yeah, I'm comics. Comics, I'm, yeah, that's yeah. right, yeah, yeah. So animation and comics are two different things. Yeah, yeah. Like, there's similarities, but they're two different things. And story artists and uh, doing storyboards and stuff. I had done some um, for the short film Li Liu. Mm. Uh, yes. Yeah, so mm. I did storyboards for that. And that was nice. the only kind of storyboards I'd ever done. Mm. And so this was me going, okay, time to learn some new skills, mm. some new storytelling skills, you uh, know. Uh, and get paid by Disney. Um, mm. And the team had been really great and really accommodating and really made me feel welcome. Like, right from the get-go, I'm like, man, I feel like, you know, I know these people for ages. I've been yeah. known these people for ages. So, um, yeah, and so that five weeks, I was just like, just do good work, learn as much as you can, enjoy the experience. I was not expecting an extension to six months. Mm. So, um, but like when they offered that, I was like, hell yeah. Like, mm. I want... I, I, and I really do love the work. Mm. Like I'm drawing a lot, but I'm learning a lot, and I'm being challenged a lot. Yeah. And so I'm enjoying every moment I get to kind of create, and people are responding to my work. I'm like, okay, cool. Like as long as I'm not shit. Like yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's that's all. That's, that's all I'm. I was like, yeah. I, I just wanted to make sure that I I was doing work that des- that made me deserve to be there. Mm. And there are moments where you know the doubt that you have when you're creative or just in in, in and pursuing anything, that will always be there. Mm. Yeah. But through the years, through all of the my risk reward stuff, um, you know, over the years, like my risk assessment uh, skills have have been so sharpened that I don't care about those doubts. Don't do anything. Wow. They, they don't face me. That I know they'll always be there. Mm. Yeah. yeah. But I can work with them. I can mm. work beyond them. Mm. Um, mm. And so I'm just like, yeah. So yeah, I was often plagued with doubt. You know, working with this Disney stuff. Yeah. But it didn't cripple me. It didn't stop me from yeah. doing the work I needed to do. And in doing so, creating the work, uh, the people are like, man, that's dope. Like, they're like, yeah. oh, man, that's really cool. We loved how you did that. And I'm like, yeah. sweet. I deserve to be here. Like, and yeah. like, I'm sure these two as well, we can just tell you love what you do. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we can just <laughs> tell you. Yeah. Like, hear the passion. And the yeah. yeah. That's, that's yeah. Uh, like in the... I, luckily, like this year has been crazy because when I talked to schools, kids were like, "How much money do you make as a model?" <laughs> like, you know, there's not much to be made, generally speaking. Yeah. And I used to laugh at that 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 thing, but like when I was speaking older at a college last week, mm. when the kid asked that, I laughed, and then I went, "Oh, I can't laugh at that answer anymore because mm. <laughs> this past year has been crazy. Yeah. Like yeah, in terms yeah. of the money I've made as an artist." Yeah. I'm like, you can make good money now. <laughs> um, now um, yeah. but Because that's that, always like a running yeah. joke, eh? Like, oh, don't go into the arts. Yeah. You're not going to yeah. get a lot yeah. of money from it. Yeah. yeah. And, um, <coughs> and yeah, but like it's, I also <coughs> reiterate with the kids that the money isn't the driving factor yeah. for what I do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, I love creating. I love mm. being able to do, you know, create things from using my own hands. And everything else, the fame, fame, in air quotes uh, yeah. and money is just a byproduct of that yeah. that wasn't what I, w- I set out to do I just set out to make comics mm. to draw and hopefully make a living and a career mm. under that mm-hmm. mm. and everything else just was you know just a side effect of, of that passion following following that passion and so mm. yeah so, so I've yeah. been tune in guys if you want money to be a side effect <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> how about that for a side effect yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Money's a side effect. Yeah, it'll be like those uh, those medication uh, ads eh, where it's like chasing your passion may cause side effects of <laughs> making money <laughs> and being famous and, and, uh, <laughs> yeah. and actually being happy. 
But just that itself. Please it's consult just, your yeah. parents before taking up the art. <laughs> <laughs> I know. It's like mm. you, you just kind of like you know you're when you're a someone kid and you're just like I want to really do this. Yeah. <laughs> now it's like. Yep. Yo, Disney off here. <laughs> you know, I'll pay your flights. <laughs> now that's awesome. I'm, I'm just like far out. Yep. Yeah. Um, like I, I, I'm also very fortunate to have had to have friends and family who, mm. who've never tried to sway me away from mm. this stuff. Like my mum, she's kind of like the, the rebel of her family, yep. like of her siblings, and so I think that that kind of independent spirit I inherited from her, and she allowed me. To be the independent spirit, like she never put any restrictions on what I can do and who I can be. She allowed me to be who I am. Mm. And like, you know, she used to work in town and, you know, on the weekends we'd go into town, she'd do her work and then she would take me down to the comic store. She actively fostered so my passion. That's nice, yeah. You know, mm. um, and so, yeah, so she's never, she's never kind of been um, restrictive in mm. that way and, and always been supportive. And yeah, my friends and family as well, they just always knew. That's Macau's thing. Like that's, yeah. that's like I, I've always done this stuff, you right? Know? Um, and yeah, and so that's that's definitely one of those things that really helped. You know, that that having a supportive family yeah. mm-hmm. and, and friends you know, allow you to be who you are. Yeah. Um, you know, is, is definitely a, a game changer and, and definitely a factor mm-hmm. uh, for my success as well. Yeah. That's so beautiful. Um, shout out to Macau's family. Yeah. You guys are awesome for. Yeah. See, now your guys' hard work is now inspiring us to yeah, start with <laughs> and so many people. Yeah. Yeah, yeah and like my my nieces and nephews as well, like, you know, I you know, I, I hope that they look they like it what I do and, and kind of inspires them to, yes. know, to chase their dreams as well, you know. Yeah. It's like just look at your uncle, he's yeah. <laughs> he may be bored, he may be old, but he's doing all of the cool <laughs> stuff. Yeah. Uh, he hasn't grown up. But um yeah. but yeah, it's it's yeah, yeah it's, it's a pretty surreal feeling, really, because yeah. You dream about it, yeah. but you never think it would be reality. And when it becomes reality, you're just like, wow, I, I get right. to do this stuff. Mm. Right. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. No, honestly. Oh, sorry. No, 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 no. Are you sure? Yep. Okay. Um, I'm just going to finish up now, but yeah. it's been so awesome to have you on our show. Um, as you can tell, usually we're doing the talking yeah. on this podcast, but we're like just stunned at your experience, um, especially the risk you took, man. If it was me and I saw not applicable to New Zealand residents, I would be like X off that screen. Like your relentless spirit to keep chasing regardless of the barriers or the blockages that may seem like a blockage, but it's actually not is really inspiring and mm. so thankful that you um you came on our show today and shared yeah. that with us yeah yeah I, I'm mm. man same here man like I, I really 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 am man just hearing it the energy that you bring and it's like Walt Disney and Mangere yeah you know that is the map and we like, we're here in the same space as someone who took the risk Mm. who loves and celebrates their failures, um, which has now turned into massive success, a Samoan Pacifica mm. man here in Mangere. Um, you know, reaching heights that I, I, even I'm sitting here going, no way. <laughs> no, I'm still going, nah, but man, once again, congratulations. Thank yeah. you so much. Uh, I'm blown away. I'm, I'm like, 
can't believe it. Yeah, yeah. nah, me too. And that also goes to show why Mangere is the still the best <laughs> suburb in South Auckland. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. too simple. <laughs> 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 Yeah, yeah. Now Mangere is the best suburb. In, yeah, uh, the whole of Aotearoa. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like, you know, I told you, I, I told you, like you know, I've got a lot to say and I've done a lot. Yeah, we didn't even get to the fact that I'm also a professional wrestler. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. That's for another. Nah, well, this is another. I'm letting him know now. This is not the last time you're coming on. We're getting you on for another segment. So yeah, um, I still want to talk about the gaming um, yeah. part of it because yeah. Uh, yeah. See, there's so much that I told you. There's so much I that know. Yeah, it's really hard to encapsulate that into breakdown. Episode, so. Exactly. Episode well, one. Gonna, yeah, this is episode <laughs> one with Mikhail, Disney <laughs> yeah. and Mangere. But we will have you on the show again mm. for sure because I feel like you have so much value to add to all of our viewers, yeah. to anyone watching this. But thank you so much. Do you have any last words for um, our viewers? Like, yeah, uh, well, I appreciate you guys. You know, inviting me to be on on here. Um, I think I said it before at the top of the show. Do the work and don't be a dick. That's yeah. that's all you need, um, and that's that seems to do well for me. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. so yeah, just just do that. Do the work and don't be a dick. Awesome. Hey there, guys. Don't don't. I was gonna be like, don't do the dick. <laughs> don't do the do the work. Don't, don't be a do dick. The, don't do the dick. <laughs> <laughs> do the work. Don't it's like, be hey, a dick. Hey, love for your love. <laughs> yeah. Love for you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, everyone. Make sure you get to work safely. Make sure you're dropping off the kids safely. And we'll see you again. Good morning. Good morning. Island baby, you're so beautiful. You drive me crazy. You know you're all that I need so much more. Your strength and beauty, I can see in your eyes. If you enjoyed this podcast and you wanted to see the beautiful faces that go with our voices, like, follow, and subscribe to us on YouTube on Blue Wave TV under Pacific Morning Show. We're also on Facebook and Apple Podcasts. And once again, good morning.